0: This is Nick Baldridge of the Four Amusement Only EM and Bingo Pinball Podcast. And when I'm not EM and Bingo Pinballing, I'm listening to the SNES podcast with Greg and George.
1: A Super Nintendo setup costs
2: twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power. Super
1: power. You're the king, I tell you! I tell you you're king! Only for Super NES,
0: You're listening to
1: the SNES Podcast with your hosts, Soul Blazer and George.
0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 77 of Genesis Gems. I mean, um, the SNES Podcast with your regular host here, Aaron. And joining me, I've got
2: George... Hi, this is Nick Stevens. Uh, wait, what?
0: Wait, what's going on? All right, And I've got Soul Blazer. Um, how's it going? <laughs> I'm not your regular co-host. I'm actually Aaron from the Genesis Gems. And, uh, and I'm not French Nick No. <laughs> your voice sounds just a s- slightly bit different, but uh, that's a, okay. Just a slight bit different? Just a slight bit different. What if but, I uh... call it a hot
2: dog with sauce? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. But uh,
0: we're... We're covering what game are we covering? I picked it. I should know. Yes. You don't even know. <laughs> no, I do. We're covering Brain Lord for the SNES. What it's a not mini. going on the yeah, it's not <laughs> on the SNES mini, so look it
2: up. No, I yeah. guess I'm not buying it then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well actually, Aaron, um, you know, you actually you actually you actually uh, you actually um uh read my mind over quite like, a little bit because uh, this is old news by now, but 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 we have talked about this again. This the Super NES podcast, or but, you know people are going to link to us. Uh, I was just waiting to, to wait and discuss this discuss Forgot to discuss this. Uh, I know like, you were on the podcast actually, so you could like you know like add it to it like relevant thoughts. But uh, yeah, we should talk about the Super NES mini like, in a couple minutes. Um, sure, it's a pretty good selection of games. I think I think uh, you know like just like the NES mini, I think it's a, you, you, it's, just, like, it's a very good lineup. Um, so everybody probably knows so the like, details like by now. Uh, plan for release, like in September 29th, for $80. It's $20 more than the NES Mini was, but it also comes with two controllers like, in the box, so that's like good. Uh, that's the, uh, uh, the higher price point, but the real shocker is that I never thought they'd... Yeah, the real shocker is, is it, like that Nintendo's, like, something that they never do. Uh, they're pulling to their unreleased uh, archive and putting it, like, putting, like, like putting an exclusive game on, on this console, never before officially released anywhere in the world,
2: uh, Star Fox Two. Didn't uh, they also like actually finish it as well? Well, we yeah. So this is the most
0: complete yeah. version because right. the one floating right. around the web yeah. uh, that
2: it's know, like it's, a prototype or something.
0: It's a prototype right. and it's right. not. Uh, like, I think the final product was about, according to Dylan Cuthbert uh, from Argonaut, he said it was about 98% done. It's gone through Nintendo QA. Oh, so wow. the version uh, that Nintendo is actually releasing will feature roguelike elements that were not in the prototype version that's mm-hmm. out there that you can play right now. So I'm definitely looking forward to uh, Nintendo putting it out. And I'm sure what will happen is someone will... Uh, reverse engineer the SNES mini just like they did with the NES mini and they'll right. be able to I'm extract sure the no I'm sure if it's anything no. like the NES mini yeah, exactly. hackers yeah. will take it apart and figure out that it's you know like an arm processor I, I forgot exactly right. what it was but it was like yeah. an Android based uh, it was, Tegra thing
2: yeah it was something like that right. I, I think it might have been an arm I could be wrong but it was it was it was something like that it was almost it was almost like um the whole thing was almost like a uh, Raspberry Pi type thing. Which is really interesting. Yeah, but high yeah. quality. I, uh,
1: uh, 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 high quality, they were sure. So
2: that was like, you know, plus thing. Are you saying Raspberry Pi is low quality?
1: No, I'm just saying like, you know, really, um, you know, Comments, because, like, you know, like, I think he's
2: insulting things. the Raspberry Pi, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's I don't all right. Experience.
1: Yeah. yeah uh, the, the, uh, okay, so
0: the, I guess the bottom line on this the uh, SNES Mini is I think we're all kind of excited for it. There's there's a great lineup of games on the system. Oh yeah, definitely. It's just going to be a whole supply and demand issue like with the NES Mini. Hopefully yeah. not. But I, I think the, the the game selection is is pretty solid uh, as far as RPGs and action and. Yeah, other games yeah. Go. I mean, I think
2: still Nintendo. Actually, I think they st- actually said something about like they stopped doing the NES Mini because or cause what what is it called? I forget. Whatever well, it is, like, I think they stopped doing that because they wanted to make sure they had enough SNES Mini Classics. Whatever it is, I think which, that, I think that's what they said. Which doesn't make any sense, but that's I mean, Nintendo for you No, know, I mean that's so. that's Nintendo speak for you. Yeah, right. what? But, is that, uh, I mean,
0: out so, of the release games on there, what what's your favorite, guys?
1: Well, let me just go down the list like real quick here for, for people like you don't remember. There's 21 games included, besides Star That's Fox. That's me. On Star Two, like being one of them. Uh, the uh, the, uh, uh, the games are Mario World, Mario Kart, Zelda: Link to the Past, F Zero, Super Metroid, True Fire Two Turbo, Super Punch Out, Super Castlevania Four. Donkey Kong Country, Mega Man X, Kirby, su- uh, Kirby Superstar, Final Fantasy 6, uh, which of course is just Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 3 uh, back in Super NES, uh, Kirby Dream Course, the original Star Fox, uh, Yoshi's Island, Super Mario RPG, Contra 3, Secret of Mana, Earthbound, and Super Ghouls and Ghosts. So,
0: pretty
1: um,
2: solid.
1: Yeah, pretty solid. Uh, no Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Nope. Uh. No, no Cross Trigger and No Final Fantasy Four, which I think should've included also. I mean they got six yeah. on there, so why not four? I mean I personally have always loved four, even playing a bit more than six, like even though six is also like a great game in its own right. So um and you know, I would love to see Act Razor on here too. I mean like I understand that uh, everybody has a love of that game I do, but uh uh Aaron, that was one of the episodes that you. Had. Yes,
0: um, uh, it's one of the best SN- right. NES games. Period. Yeah, and so. uh, well, and there's no Soul Blazer. There might have been a rights issue. You know, okay, I don't. Okay, I don't okay. know if uh, Square owns the rights to those games or Probably if it's owned the by. Probably
1: games on here. I'd argue is Super. it Super Ghost and a launcher. Well, well, Super. Well, it's not launched. It's uh, really I think it's a great game. title,
0: but it suffers from slowdown. It does. I think it, has, it. it has
1: some problems. Um. And two cry and Games why, Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah,
0: well, and like, why would you do Street Fighter Two Turbo and
2: not Super Street Fighter Two? Yeah, a lot uh, of people would argue, yeah. and I, I could be getting this wrong, but as far as I know, some people would argue Turbo is better.
1: Yeah, Turbo. Turbo's Turbo seems to be the favorite for people when it comes to home versions. I understand it's controversial, yeah. but I think that 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 the I got the nod. But uh,
2: me all day long, all day long.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I'm I mean, not like, good at those
2: games.
1: But yeah, in titles, I mean, like Donkey Kong Country Two is arguably better than Donkey Kong Country One. Oh yeah, Mega Man X Two is arguably better than Mega Man X uh, One. But I think uh, uh, I think overall, those are games, it's but, yeah.
0: it's it's still a better. Uh, I mean, most of these make more sense than some of the games they picked on the NES. Right. Where it's like, you know what, I could have picked at least a half a dozen to a dozen games to slot in for some of these that made it on. Uh, And I understand, you know, they want to include they included most of the black box titles on the NES Mini. um, Even the ones that weren't super great. Uh, But there, there were a few weird inclusions like why would you only put Double Dragon 2 on here? Or, you know. Yeah. Things like that. Uh, why would you only put the first Dragon Warrior on here when it's like 3 and 4 leagues better and too right. decent? So, right. it, you know, and, and like on the SNES Mini, there's whole genres of, of games not represented at all. Like, you know, Greg, one of your favorites simulation games. <laughs> none. There's no Koei games. There's no uh, you know, like Civilization. There's no Super Conflict. Now, of course, some of these games will not appeal to everybody. So, uh, thinking about Nintendo, maybe the only inclusion I would think that they should have put on at least was SimCity. Yeah, considering the that they right issue.
1: Yeah, it's probably a right issues. A right issue for that because looking down this list, um, third-party companies. There's only there's, uh, third-party companies. There's only there's only three companies. Three companies works like reflected here on, on the system: uh, Capcom, Konami, uh, and Square Enix. So I mean, uh, so I mean, and and, and to be fair, there was also the NES Mini also had heavy lineups like most companies as well. So um, they may not have wanted to try to. They may already they, they may already be limited to licensing agreements that were already in place with these companies. And they may have signed the they may have the license way back when to the Super NES at the same time as the NES Mini, and, uh, um, and so they were just trying to keep this like keep this thing like, uh, uh, the wraps. And drop the NES Mini had coming along. Um, yeah. Could be.
0: So, oh, so one, one other fun fact I thought about was the fact that I, I really wish the NES Mini, they, they would have gone, hey, we're sitting on a few unreleased games here, because they were. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo uh, could have put Earthbound Beginnings, which exactly. they finally did release. They, they yes. should have put it on the NES Mini, I think. Absolutely. Right. Uh, they also... That would have been a a good pick, yeah. Yeah, and they also have a fully completed NES version of SimCity sitting in the vaults.
2: Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, they have a fully complete version of SimCity on NES. That'd be really cool uh, to see. I thought that would be cool, but of course, you know, if Maxis has the rights or... I guess it's EA now. Maxis. Yeah. What is this yeah. Maxis
2: you speak of? <laughs> no more. And now no, it's you can't EA can't have the rights,
1: and I'm not going to let Biceman adapt Like, no way. EA so. really
2: cannibalizes everything they have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, or makes it it's, always online. That's, or. that's a whole... An, that's another episode. That's another episode. We're talking <laughs> yeah. about Rainlord today. <laughs>
0: yes, we are.
1: Speaking about, like, Square Enix... Yeah. Speaking my Square Enix, this is an Enix game. God. Um, uh, Technically, then well that we public published by Enix. I was developed by yeah. a small company called Produce. Uh, which uh which, looking at a list of games they made. Uh, these were uh, this is a pretty good company. Uh, Produce was around from 1990 until about sometime around I couldn't find the exact date that they that they went defunct, but it looks like they went defunct around the early 2000s. Uh when they done, like uh, um stopped they stopped developing games. Uh, it was made at made up mostly of some former like Aram employees uh, another one of the companies companies that uh, that that XR people had uh, made back when the game uh, mother crashed um, they developed games primarily for Emix and Hudson soft were carried in super NES, and the PlayStation Play and PC engine and they mostly did, and they mostly, they mostly did role-playing games uh, George they also developed the game and also I was gonna bring this up anyway because this game ties the very hell with this one as well but they developed a the game. That, We've already covered the podcast previously. Seven uh, Saga.
2: Oh, that's uh, right.
1: Yeah, if, yeah was, these
0: games actually look pretty similar. Well, the reason they I like don't have to get more to more more. that. But, uh, <laughs>
1: um, but they also developed the Super Bomberman series. Well, a lot of the games. For oh. A lot of the games. For a lot of the games. The Super Bomberman series. And, uh, and they also did, and they also did Super Adventure Island, like the Super NES. So, uh, mostly most so of mostly average games, with the exception of those games. So. They
0: did like one fighting game on the N64 I saw, yeah, uh, dual heroes was, Right, yeah, yeah that, that,
1: that, you, Which i done nothing about
0: so. Is that a good game? Uh, if I if memory serves me It was one of those kind of mediocre Fighting games I uh, kind of uh, those, There were like George. a dime a dozen on the N64 I mean <laughs> yeah. one the N64 yeah. controller Just really stinks
2: for most fighting games mm. So no, it does no, not no. surprise me The N64 controller Stinks in general
0: it's good for. Um, As somebody I would say, who,
2: who plays a decent <laughs> amount of N64, let's get this straight. I actually own multiple N64s and I like the console. That controller is not so great. It's
1: not the worst controller, but it's not my favorite either. Like, on yeah, I, I
2: think. Okay, so the main problem, um, we'll get
0: back to the game, is just. I think the main problem is the C buttons. I think they should be the same size as the other buttons or it should just be a second stick which but they it's later it's also not
1: a, hand, not a fit. I mean like, you know how would it make it it's awkward because of how you to be how sure should put your hands yeah
0: it's, it's kind of weird that you're kind of stuck with you pick the middle grip or you pick the left
2: grip right. see my hands yeah. are big enough so that I can use the grips on either side and play almost any game that way Weirdo. is that weird <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> which we're <one> a <laughs> person yeah yeah, well, George, like, you're also you're also one of the, you're also one of the few people I know of like who actually like could actually use the original the style Xbox controller. Oh so and that, I do. Yeah, the only same.
2: problem I has, have is the uh the almond shaped buttons are way too close to each other. Well yeah, and so. also they feel terrible, those face buttons. But anyway, <laughs> that's so. too modern. We're talking we're talking about Brain Lord here. Yeah,
0: and death. Yes. and uh what's what is Brain Lord? I mean what does that even mean? I do you don't really know like what <laughs> Um,
1: but Eric, you did make a good point earlier, uh that like how similar of these games is the seven saga. Um, it, like in hindsight, people people have people have lumped those two games together, uh, along, along but among two other games that came after this, uh, as part of the so-called Mystic Arc franchise. Uh because all four of those games share a lot of similarities. Uh, a lot of the same gameplay, some characters some characters keep it I feel like can off uh, from all the games. Uh, they're all developed at the same company, produce. So there's definitely some definitely some strong similarities between like showing seven saga like, brain lord and the two games that came after, which were Japan only. Uh, Mystic Arc and Mystic Arc and the sequel, Mystic Arc, uh Agaku, I think. Uh, which was a, uh, a a PlayStation game mm-hmm. I- yeah. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, there's definitely, so, looking at those two games, there's definitely similarities. I similarities, similarities between them, but, uh, thank God this game, thank God this game. this game went on difficult as Seven Saga
0: is because, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Seven uh, Saga was just impossibly difficult. It was one that I owned as a yeah. kid. I only ever, uh, I think we borrowed Brain Lord, but I owned Seven Saga. I got it from a pawn shop. And I just remember thinking, like, oh, this, this game's pretty cool, the music's decent. Uh, and then like you get to like a you get ground into dust basically. It's a early on the game. game. It, it is so grindy. Yeah. And There's like a enemy or enemies that you could fight that just like wallop you super early on. <laughs> You're not grinding, grinding, grinding. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, didn't feel that way with this game. This game, it, right. it felt like the pace was just about right.
1: So what's your history like of this game, Aaron? Uh, what do you want to cover? Uh,
0: yeah, so uh, I think it was. So the game came out in 1994. Yeah. Uh, uh, yep. Uh, uh, and I want to say well, it got released in yeah.
1: Japan in January '94, and then it got released in North America. North uh, America in like October, in October that year. Like many RPGs of this time period, this game never got a power release, so it was yeah, like I, Japan, and North America only.
0: We we borrowed it from someone along with I think uh, Lamborghini Challenge and I, oh, I think thought, uh,
2: we I ended you were up about with to say you borrowed somebody's Lamborghini with wish
0: <laughs> I, I wouldn't be on man. this podcast right you now. You had a but really good childhood. Lamborghini, Jeez. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I, I played it about a year after it came out. I want to say we borrowed it from a friend. I had no idea what the game was going to be like. I'd, I'd already played, you know, Zelda Link to the Past and some Soul Blazer and I think Illusion of Gaia. So, playing it, the, the style was already kind of familiar. But I actually enjoyed it. I was like, wow, this game has a jump button. Uh, the, the story is not super convoluted to where you feel like you get super lost. It's pretty grounded, you know. And you're just kind of like a random... Uh, he does have a name, but you're a hero in the game. Um, and, I, you know, I just named him Aaron because I can.
2: I think you're, his name you're, is you're Remus kind of a, or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah and you're a
0: merc- kind of like a mercenary, aren't you?
2: Yeah, uh, the yes. story
1: of this game is simplistic, like Aaron said, but... It's um, it's pretty much been there done that, but with the content of the game like it works. Uh it's your typical kind of fancy plot like about how like you know you're just sent to like lion dragon warriors and your father left years ago to explore a tower and never came back. It's you know, so like you're trying to find out what happened to him. Oh and, yeah. So they're by some friends. You get the Aikishin uh, who's a bounty hunter, uh Barnus, who's a spiritual guru, uh Rain a warrior, and Ferris a witch. Uh, so they help you various times. You go the five dungeons, like in the land and the land, it, and, the land and there's a little bit of town stuff in this game. There's two towns. Um, there's a sense
0: of humor. It yeah. in a lot of RPGs. It's kind of light-hearted. And, yeah, the uh,
1: time period of the translation was very good, I thought. Uh, I, I, I noticed they could do a couple of like, small errors. So. I
0: think uh, one of my favorite things was you you walk up to uh, oh yeah you can destroy pots and stuff with it if, when once you get an axe. Uh, yes. <laughs> the one thing I noticed was that there's a place in the first town you can go to where the lady's like, oh I hired uh, that witch to clean out my attic because there was like an infestation and she like set fire to my whole attic. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> Or, like, the fact uh. that the, the blonde-haired guy you think would be, like, this awesome swordsman is a total weakling. Yes. Uh, I think I think it's really cool, though. You never truly feel alone in the game, in the dungeons, because, like, most dungeon crawlers, um, you know, you get to a dungeon or something, and it's, and, it's, and it's you, pretty much. But in this game, it's almost like they're always one step behind or one step ahead of you, uh, these characters. And, uh, you know, you, you get to these dungeons, and you can... Um, You know, there is an overworld, kind of like Zelda, but there isn't a huge emphasis on the overworld. It's pretty much just like a pathway with a few enemies to your next stop. Yeah. And uh, once you're in there, it's a pretty sprawling thing. Like the first tower you get to uh, is like four floors, but they're giant, giant floors um, with tricks and traps and, and, and different things, basically. Yep, it's a very
1: good way of describing the game. Uh, I was reminded strongly, I like this off mic also, uh, playing this game, this is the first time playing it, by the way, for the podcast. I was, I was reminded strongly, strongly, this game of a cross, this game, this game is a cross between like, Zelda and Soul Blazer, because the corporate album is like both games.
0: Did you have a charge meter? Um, I know you did have a charge meter in Zelda, uh, but I like in this game that the charge meter kind of gives you different abilities, depending on True. what you system. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, different spells you can get. Yeah. Yes. And yes, uh, each spell has like a different. Like I think the more powerful it is, the longer it takes to charge. True, yeah. Uh, and those bosses, jeez. Boss, okay, we'll talk the about the bosses later,
0: but. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh,
1: there's also like a wide variety of weapons that you're going to use like, in this game, which is nice. Uh, bows, boomerangs, swords, axes, uh, flail, uh, flails. Um, you will flail. Yes. And you, sh- and you should be warned. Okay. Uh, there is a heavy emphasis on puzzles, uh, puzzles like this game. Uh oh, yeah. Some some very difficult puzzles. Also, I mean, there's some I, very some very simple as though to like push a block and a uh, passage, opens up, kind like of like things. Yeah. But uh, later on, later, later on, they can make it hair pulling yeah. difficult. It's yeah, like
2: um, every, this is, every. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say the thing is, uh, this is kind of what you were talking about, Aaron. Where you have these people sometimes in some spots they'll actually kind of help you with a puzzle or something um it's not too often but uh it still gives you that sense of you're kind of not alone although you know they're not they don't do too too much they're just strewn about in the in the dungeon yeah. and you'll find them and sometimes they'll like sell things to you or they'll buy things off of you but
0: i don't know yeah, It's i'm kind of half
2: and half on that
0: yeah, or they're kind of parked out by a Save Point or by one of the um, there, there's an HP MP recovery fountain which is a, a godsend in this game. You really <laughs> you really do need that at certain points uh, because of the different traps that can take away your health bar, but but it is nice that you can buy items that will recover that and you know, you can get better armor and and get better weapons uh i always found myself using the projectile weapons a lot more right. especially that that boomerang oh man it just it was so much better it makes than it easier yes. yeah, yeah so exactly. much easier
1: um yeah so that's basic that's the basic gameplay uh just like you know like it's you know, like we said it's an action RPG which you're going around uh spending more time in dungeons
0: lots, of keys. Yep. lots lots and lots of keys and that feeling of uh, almost like when you played Resident Evil for the first time where it's just like oh <laughs> oh man how am I going to solve this puzzle what what's this riddle what is this So thing? many zombies.
2: Oh, right. oh wait. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's later on or there's like there's a light puzzle as you get into the yeah. underground ruins or these conveyor belts this game kind of plays with like uh, what time Fire. period is this? You know. Oh yeah, yeah. It plays with different elements are a strong factor in this game, right? Um, but you know, actually, like the fighting in this game is is pretty decent. I would say, um, yeah, no,
2: it's not bad. It it's not bad. I kind of wish that
0: your character leveled up too, but I understand right. that they kind of put that into the weapons, and then you can level up your familiars, which we haven't talked about yet. You can have two sprites at once and they do different things like there's one sprite that actually lights up dark areas, there's another one that's just kind of like an attack sprite Uh, there's a fire and ice and lightning sprite Uh, and and they level up and as they get stronger, some of them get better abilities so it can be pretty handy and they definitely saved my life especially when you get to an area where it's like one uh, tick of your health bar left and they can kind of go out and attack the enemy so you don't have to die because they're Pretty much
2: invincible. I, I, I honestly wish that the whole leveling system was applied to your character as well. Yes. Um, because well, you know I it, it so like the way I feel about games is weird, but this is one of those games where I don't really like the mechanics of having to get better equipment, and you don't you're not getting better like your character's not getting better. Oh, themselves. he's just kind of static. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I. I don't mind games like that there are you know specific types of games where like you know that's kind of the point is going out and getting better equipment and everything but this this game feels like it kind kind of suffers from it yeah your experience is basically the the gold you get right right Yeah. yeah but you can also easily lose that yeah yeah
1: yeah, and your sprites like gain, like gain, like experience, like Aaron was saying. Uh, the enemies will randomly, like the enemies, the enemies will randomly leave behind these blue XP orbs uh, that you can use to, uh, uh, to power them up. And yeah, it's kind of. A- right. Kind of an awkward system. I like George said. I wish it was more elegant. I wish it was like more uh, direct, like many other RPGs. I mean, appreciate the fact that I appreciate the fact that, uh, the fact that the developers are, the developers are trying to go for something different. I, mean, I don't think the system's been used anywhere like, else. I mean, yeah, at least on any games I have played. So, so on one hand, I get them credit for doing something unique. On the other hand, I'm like it doesn't really work all that well. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of clunky. You
0: yeah. Know? yeah, it's a little clunky, little little dated. Uh, but it's still. Still pretty decent. Uh, two other games the gameplay kind of reminded me of with the puzzle elements and just like the perspective was uh, for some reason with all the moving platforms, it made me think, and, and the endless pits, uh, it made me think of Gremlins 2 on the NES. Oh, yes, okay. And then yeah. also uh, Star Tropics. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. I can see yeah. this game feeling a little more like Star Tropics, especially with the different projectile weapons you can use than even Legend of Zelda
2: well they couldn't use yo-yos because that's copyrighted in Canada true it would be a uh,
0: magic star
2: or something yeah whatever it is island star or whatever island star which they renamed it yeah yeah (laughs) yeah
1: Um, so yeah, um, we've talked about most of the most of the gameplay elements. There is one additional additional feature that you can access late in the game if, if, if you want to. Uh, the second town in the game there's only like two towns, uh, but the second yeah. town, Toronto, uh, has a battle arena which you can use to uh, to fight in uh, to, to fight in to gain money. You can also like bet on fights uh, fights going on there. So that's a nice touch.
2: Speaking oh, of Canada. fights <laughs> sorry,
0: I said like bum
2: fights. What yes. kind of fights are?
1: These? <laughs> uh, just watching two people go at it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So uh, I
0: didn't make it that far. I'll be honest. I uh, yeah. made it to about the end of the abandoned ruins. Um, is where I ended up.
2: Okay, yeah, that's, that. that's kind. Of, that's kind of about right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. So you got to the.
1: Okay. So you got to the end of the dungeon. Uh, the five dungeons in the game are like, called the Tower of Light, the Ancient Ruins, the Ice Castle, Druk, Volcano, um, and Platinum. So you mean the droove volcano?
0: Yeah, Drew volcano is that like a reference to a Clockwork Orange?
1: <laughs> like, Maybe. I think it's spelled I G-R-O-G, so. a very, or it's
0: like a <laughs> Russian word or something, but it's definitely a word they use uh, in a Clockwork Orange. Could
1: mm, be. Don't
0: know. <laughs> I wouldn't know your yeah. yeah. But yeah, the environments are varied in this game. I will definitely give it that. The graphics are pleasant enough. I will say that the character sprites. Kind of look a little generic, but the yeah. graphics overall are pretty decent. Yeah,
1: the graphics has a very yep. generic uh, Enix feel to it, I think, because like you know, a lot of a lot of companies, a lot of companies at this time period, you could tell, for example, a Capcom game or a Konami game or Sunsoft games. Is- just been looking at it because of the graphical the graphical tricks and tactics that they used. And Enix Uberneski that I fle the same way. I mean like you know, you can tell Act Razor, Soul Blazer, uh Seventh Saga, whatever. Um, you know, just the you know, just the, you know you, you you just the graphical the, the graphical tricks that they used. They even but, you know the but you know, but even, though, like, even, though they, like, even though they published some of these games, isn't it? of developing them themselves. They still kind of had a similar look and feel to it. So yeah, graphically, this game does this game does look and feel a lot like other uh, Super NES like games. But uh, yeah,
0: it's it's not bad or anything. It's no, I mean serviceable. Uh, but the the music was great. I liked the music the a lot. Soundtrack excellent. Yeah, this is a very good soundtrack. Very catchy. Uh, yeah, and that I thought, was, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah, that that composers worked on quite a bit of uh, other games. Uh, either I think uh, they worked on Cybernator, uh, another great Super Nintendo game. Yeah. Um, I think I think Seventh Saga, maybe some Mystic Arc. I know I know they've worked on some other things too. So this was uh Masanao Akahori. About as good as I'm gonna pronounce it.
2: Close <laughs> enough. Yeah, but I can do, so that works.
0: (laughs) But it was interesting how the development of the music was separate from the development of the actual game, to where it's like they had a separate company uh, Hmm. that that they contracted out to do music.
1: Oh, interesting. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, it's like when you look at the title screen of the game, there's three different um, oh, yes. Okay. There's yep. like yeah. Edix, and then there's Produce, right. and then there's, yeah. there's one other company, uh, Opus. Hmm. Yeah, and then they do like sound effects and stuff as well. But, but I'm looking at other games they've done. Um, they did stuff... <laughs> apparently they helped develop the unreleased ninja gaiden on sega genesis never came out oh okay all right uh but they did stuff for Game Boy, for nes oh wow they did sound design for bioforce ape which also never came out (laughs) Uh, magic darts oh i'm looking at their their snes stuff uh, if i can find it real quick because they did wow they did a lot of music for snes games um I'm trying to find one that you guys might have heard of because most of these are are Japanese. Uh, I actually had GP1, Uh, Ranma 1 half, Nosferatu, which this composer did the music for. Yeah, so Super Back to the Future 2. Wow.
2: Okay, (laughs) wow.
0: (laughs) Pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, how would you describe the, the music in this game? I would say it's definitely upbeat and catchy and more uh, driving like funky and driving rock sound atmospheric rock as opposed to symphonic sounds you would hear in like Final Fantasy right Right. yeah
1: yeah again you know again making the comparisons the soundtrack reminded me a lot about the soundtracks that you know uh, Sem Saga and Soulblazer had Uh, just kind of a very similar feel to it so um, yeah very good music definitely Definitely very fitting with the dungeons, I thought. So you just like, kind of have to keep your pain, especially when you're trying to beat your head against trying to solve a puzzle for the 10th time, trying to figure out how to, you know, have to <sighs>
0: Yeah, so, I, I want your your game the game So I, I definitely want the game facts on this one for at least one puzzle where I was just like, what do I do here? Or, or <laughs> I
2: like know, when yeah, you I feel You're going to have to. Yeah,
0: no, I did um. definitely because,
1: like, you know, I was playing this game uh, on Time Crunch because I wanted to get it done before we record it, which I was able to do, but I made heavy use of both save states and like you and save states and walk through doing that. Yeah uh, and... so because just like I gave this puzzle I pretty much I pretty much had a rule where I pretty much had a rule where I didn't in the puzzle two times to try it. And if I wasn't making any progress out of that or progress at the second time, then I was like giving up and giving up getting looking at it. And that worked pretty well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and and uh so, like, the different puzzles I could describe are, of course, the moving block puzzles. And then you'd have, like, these boulders that have minds of their own so that kind of follow you around. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, oh. The, the track to you. Oh, those would be so frustrating. And then just regular boulders where they will keep rolling until they hit a wall. And so... Uh, I remember this one room where you'd, like, try to move these statues around and get them on the plates. And then you'd have to arrange it just right so the boulder would crash to the back of the room and then another boulder would crash in front of it. So you could get through the door. Um, could you imagine and, doing this in
2: real life? No, no <laughs> you'd be dead. You'd be so dead. Yeah, but
0: yeah. I did like that. There are secrets that you can find in each area of the game. Like, uh, I did find out that you, you can, there's a few rooms that have a hidden back. And the big thing too, is when you have your binoculars, which is kind of funny, um, Your binoculars let you see the whole floor of the dungeon, and you get kind of a map. Uh, But the map actually shows you areas in the game that you might not necessarily see as you're walking around because they're kind of hidden behind a fake wall. Right. So there are things like you can find a money purse that will kind of slowly accumulate gold. Uh, But I think, you know, after a while you really don't need it because you make a lot more money just killing monsters right um uh, but i thought i thought that was pretty neat D- did you guys notice uh greg was there a limit to the inventory after like four
2: pages or something like that i never i never got that much. i don't think so, so there may
1: have been but you know i never i, I never had that much stuff I mean, right. Right to begin with so um so I Yeah, getting, i was uh, always
0: selling my equipment i wasn't sure if there was a limit or not yeah so it's just kind of funny how everything's kind of displayed on, you know, they, they could have uh, put it all on one big screen, but they kind of shove it the four different uh, sub-screens. Oh, I'm sure, there, I'm sure there's some of kind of range. limit,
2: actually, because yeah. there's got to be restraints due to memory, but I yeah. honestly, it seems like the inventory is pretty big. Yeah. Which yeah, is, like, so. unusual for for these kinds of games in this era.
1: Right. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, there are... Well I mean there, there there's some of the games that have some of the games that that and big inventories big of also, but having like a video here was definitely like you know helpful. But oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, just to feed off what Aaron said though, I really I didn't find all this hidden stuff, but I did find some of it. And you know, I really love a game that encourages that encourages that encourages like version like that. Because it's like it, it, this is not this is not a um um an original thought. Uh I I if I have somebody else say this. <laughs> It's like the first time playing Super Mario Bros. Three, and you discover that you, on um, that the, she, 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 you to crouch, so you crouch on a white block for five seconds, then so, like, drop behind and find a like, hidden, still hidden so, what you Oh, yeah. So, what you find that. you, you, you find that. into everything in the game, trying to find something else hidden. So, so like, you know, find something. So, like you know, secret stuff like that in the game is always like a one of the, so, one thing to include, I think, is like a, so it encourages you to pay attention and like to explore and go on the beaten path and whatnot. And add some, and add some, and add some additional gameplay spice to a game that might otherwise be pretty average.
0: Yeah. I think there's just enough variety in this game to, to keep it from from going stale. So, I will say, that the later you go on, um, you, you've pretty much seen most of what the game will offer you. Right. Uh, yeah, I would say about a third of the way through the game they change uh, it up a little
2: bit but
0: yeah, but yeah. In, in, the, in the level design and some of the puzzles but you pretty much figured out what the game's gonna throw at you I, I was a little disappointed with the boss design especially after playing like the ease series and how awesome some of the bosses in those games are the bosses in this are a little disappointing
1: there's a couple of neat ideas, uh, like some of the bosses. Like one of the bosses. Just they get fight. better as you go on? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like you know, like so funny. one boss, there's one boss that looks like a, a giant, like giant like, robotic eye, like orbs, like two orb arms that used to attack you. Uh,
0: so much. They had so much life. Yeah, it took forever yeah, it, to kill. The
1: boss fights are <laughs> very, very difficult in this game, especially if you don't have the right, you the right equipment.
0: Yeah, you if know, you don't have the right equipment, I and maybe that oh was my boy. fault. I go into, I went into this boss fight,
2: and I just felt like it took forever to chip away at his health.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah, this game can be brutal in in multiple ways.
1: Yeah, you know, you, you know, again, Enix games seem to have, seem, seem to have very difficult boss fights. I mean, I like, can you know no matter what the game was. they... They like doing that, so... But, uh, yeah, no, I agree with you, Aaron. Some of the bosses' lines are definitely... You're definitely, like, you know, uninspired. They don't but...
0: really, like, the first boss doesn't even move around much until you, like, walk up to him. Yeah. yeah he just kind of camps <laughs> and throws out little bugs at you.
1: Right. So, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I think that... As far as the I think they I, I think the development did strike a good balance though between like a, a, a good balance though between like you know like exploring and like you know solving puzzles and then like you know fighting. I didn't feel like one element was overpowering the simpler was, was overpowering the other. The game the game the game felt like it had a good balance. I think what I think whether or not you're driven of that, it, 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 it's really it's going to depend upon how much patience you have and just how many like action RPGs you've Because to. Because, because, like, because, like I said, the game does emphasize one thing over the game does emphasize one thing over another. If you, if you don't like puzzles, if you don't like if you don't like fighting enemies, if you don't like exploring, then you're not going to like this game because be, this game has all three of those things in spades.
0: Yeah, I, I will say though, uh, one thing we didn't mention was I like the shield system. Uh, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of games where, like, your equipment breaks down, like, the shields yeah. do but I do like that you can just buy multiple shields, uh, I, I think it's cool that once you equip them, then it's, like, auto-defend, you know, he'll, he'll whip out his shield and defend himself, or you can just use the weapon to have it out at all times. Yeah! Right.
1: Yeah, you're right, that's a good point, like, I forgot about that, uh, I really, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's pretty awesome, too, like, Sure, games that have like no auto shield use. There's not too many games out there I can think of that do that. The only other game that comes to mind that you know happen with things like Morrowind.
0: Yeah, yeah, games like Morrowind or Dark Souls uh, where there's like a lot of variety and you know different uh, attack equipment and defense.
2: So, yeah, I, I, I just uh, this whole shield thing. Eh, it's, it's alright, I guess. You're alright, I guess. Well, thank you. <laughs>
1: um, so yeah, um, I think the uh, the controls seemed to end well. I didn't have any problems like the controls. Uh, the character felt responsive enough. Uh, collision detection seemed to be like you know like pretty good. Uh, there were a couple of spots where I'm like you know I thought the weapon just hit but it didn't make contact. But you know it was like you like fairly you fairly minor gripes.
2: I think that's the only yeah I think that's the only problem I really had was the uh, like. Sometimes it felt like it just it should have hit when it didn't. But yeah,
0: yeah, and sometimes uh, I thought jumping was pretty spot on, but it was just so frustrating yes. when you when you had like two moving platforms, and it's a game where you can only like Star Tropics, where you're only moving in um, really four directions. You can't move diagonally in this game. The yeah. enemies can. That can get a little. A little frustrating, yeah. especially when you're trying to jump from. Oh, actually, you know what? I, I take that back. I think you can. You can jump diagonally, can't you? Uh, but um, it, it know, seems like it's honest. a little trickier. Yeah, it, I don't really it remember. Feel like, it feels like it feels like you might be able to jump diagonally, but I don't know that you can move diagonally reliably.
1: Yeah, that might factor some of the puzzles later on. I'm trying to remember. I kind of breezed through those puzzles like as fast as I could. Yeah, uh, I don't
2: remember being able to really jump diagonally, though. I know you can move diagonally. Yeah, yeah. that's
1: it. But, but, uh, yeah, and as far as an action RPG go, uh, goes, I, I thought the length, of this, uh, the, the length of this game was, like, somewhat short, uh, compared to, like, a few other games like its ilk. Uh, I put in about six hours, uh, six hours, just, like, this game would help, admittedly, but, um... The uh um, was like off mic, they both like the fastest complete walkthroughs of the game that people the people the people have done on YouTube without any closest to whatnot. It's about it's, like it's about two hours two, two hours and forty-five minutes uh like beginning the end. So, so if you know what we doing, you can get through the game like pretty fast.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not a very long game, but it's it's a meaty package. It's got plenty of good gameplay in it I think oh, yeah. um, and, and for people that uh, are looking for an action RPG uh, that's not going to overwhelm them with story um, but has some fun you know, fun little puzzle elements to it <laughs> kind of like maybe like a Luthia 2 type game I yeah. think they'd enjoy it yeah. yeah
1: that's a good comparison I had thought about that um, EGM said pretty much the exact same things that you did here
0: that week because I show. wrote that review I'm <laughs> just kidding <laughs> oh man that- I was only ten. <laughs>
1: well, there wasn't that much coverage of this game when it came out. This game is definitely obscure, uh, which we be do later on the pricing, uh, like an eBay. But There's really, there really only two reviews of the game I could find from magazines back in the day. One of them is from EGM UGM. But now, um, you know, like there would be from like Nintendo Power, and Nintendo Power just simply just simply give the game a score without really talking about it. EGM like, was really the only one who like said anything about it. Um uh, they said it struck a, a very nice bounce between action and because elements. Uh, and because of, the, because of that bounce, they like we have appealed to players like of both genres. Uh, and it also praise the music, the, the, the music being like one of the best soundtracks out there, like the system. Uh, they gave it 7.4 in 10. Absolutely. Oh. And oh. about get like three and a half out of five, so like you know, like hmm. you know, good scores. I mean, like you know, but uh, you know, not great, but good scores. I I never agree with, like, like that ranking. I, mean, like, you I would know, say
0: it's about above average. It's yeah, not like yeah. a must-have on the system, but there are no, worse I think... action RPGs for the system by far.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, like you know, I think Soulblazer is a better game uh, than this. But of course I have, you do, but I have nostalgia for nostalgia like you know, Like that title too, but uh, I mean
0: your name's not Brain Lord, so that would be great if it was.
2: <laughs> that that would that would be pretty good actually.
1: I checked the name, mostly because it was a very unique name, I thought. I, I thought not because I love the games, because I think the games I like, on like, you know, average, but you know, I think that um, but uh, uh, but yeah, I but yeah, I definitely was I definitely I definitely I, I, definitely, I, I definitely was reminded of both Soul Blazer and Zelda playing this game a lot. But yeah, I think that, you know, the game did the game does strike a good balance and that you I mean you go know, um, you know, anybody who likes action RPG games, Devish checked... Devish checked game out, because, it, to be, to be, like we said, it didn't get very much notice. Uh, it didn't have a big print run. I never heard the game. I don't think ever mentioned it. I'm, I
0: mentioned it. I was stuck between two B games. Both were pretty obscure <laughs> for the system. it was either Brainlord Lord or Brandish.
1: Brandish I have never heard of. But, you know, Brain Lord I never... She never heard of. It. This game, this I got a... the
0: two confused actually when I was going to go play them at first. I well, was like.
1: Well, I was going to say, it's not a very. A, I say, it's a, it's a, 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 we've heard of this from before in the past. She's not a very Teflon name. It doesn't really stick, doesn't stick very well.
0: No, um, and the art, the Street Combat? Is this...
2: Or is it yes. Combat Street? Which one was oh, it again?
0: Street Combat. Yeah. yeah Rama 1.5 reskin.
2: My favorite uh, yeah. part is how the resolution is, is, <laughs> is coded in incorrectly. <laughs> It's great. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So. Oh,
0: but I was going to say, the uh, the cover art of Brain Lord is like the most nondescript. Oh, let's just put a tower in the sky and have some lightning pop out. It's that not sounds the, like worst. A, the worst. It sounds cover like a Final League. Fantasy type of thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks fantasy enough, but it's like yeah. it gives no details on how the game will play. As far no, as you it know, brain. Brain. No, it yes, could be a Tetris clone. <laughs>
2: you, you to, know what i probably would have enjoyed this game a lot more if it was a tetris clone and i'm not saying i didn't like the game it's just like i like tetris we played you played, uh, like Boy Boy Tetris. Yeah. i need to get it yeah it's well, uh, we, fun well we covered yeah. well, we
1: covered tetris like game recently like when we was on podcast like you know in pack attack so but yeah
0: uh, but, oh you uh, guys had to cover uh, tetris and dr mario
1: Never played that one actually, uh, which is strange. Strange to be saying that, saying that because I like both those games like individually. But um,
0: no, never played the mashup.
1: That's it's on it's way better.
0: But Doctor Mario is still cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah Doctor Mario is fun, uh, like for sure. But uh, yeah, so uh, I guess we can end our fo- uh, our closing thoughts here. Um, you know, like uh, at the very least, the soundtrack. The soundtrack is worth listening to. Like if you're not like a fan of the genre. This is the you know, it's a very underrated soundtrack. I really don't know how many yeah. people have heard the soundtrack before, so definitely, so at the very least, like enjoy Superman's music, check out the soundtrack, it's very good. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, I think that, you know, like Aaron said, I think this is a very good game that balances action, like, action RPG elements. It's not the best action RPG game in the system, but it's, it's certainly like, a good one. It's uh, solid. Yeah, it, it's a solid game. Uh it's worth really playing it at least once, uh, like most games this type, the replay value is almost nil so once you actually beat it once, you're probably not going to want to fuck it back to it, and the story is very, very average. It's like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't get interesting, the story does not get any like, more interesting as the game goes on either, so it's like, you know, it's all pretty... pretty. Pretty typical stuff. I'd say probably the story and like some of the very difficult hair pulling on bosses and, and puzzles are probably the game's weakest points. But but um, yeah, but yeah, it, 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 but, yeah like, you have patience and you're willing to like put the time into it, uh, you can so we you can't believe kind of the game having like a fun time. Like um, I don't know how much of the game should remember like five years, but uh, it, it, but for the here and now moment. It, it, um, it's fun to play.
0: Yeah, it's it's a. I think that's like the final verdict. It's a fun game. Uh, I, I would say for the writing, the writing is definitely above average. Yeah, and for probably me, better than always, the story so, itself. Yeah. The characters uh, are are a little. Uh, you know, some of them are two dimensional, but they've got some flair and there's some comedic touches to everything. So. I definitely enjoy that because you know Rain is a total jerk, and uh, <laughs> he's really just in it for himself, um, and he's just Ooh, tagging yeah. along for the ride until he he, he gets to marry his girlfriend uh, in in Toronto. Which is the name right. of the second town, yes, right.
2: Uh, Toronto. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think I enjoyed this game as much as you guys did, but um, it definitely there's definitely something there. Um, it just, it kind of feels the same the more you go on with it, although, I mean, it does, it does, it does change up a little bit, but it just, it just, you know, it just doesn't feel like it changes enough. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Also so, Breck, when do you puzzles? need a, a new new co-host to replace George? Whoa! <laughs> <advance>. <laughs> Whoa. I'm, I'm totally kidding.
2: Well, I mean, that means the SNES Podcast won't come out in years then. If that means you'd have to edit it. <laughs> I take it all back
1: yeah <laughs> your, your host your host, and your co-host they have a they have a conflict because problem with you like you know being on being the podcast and the competing oh team and and the time period so to, I know
0: <laughs> but our
2: beef is keeping two dudes you'd a nest angry that you be on the better podcast
0: <laughs> <laughs> our beef is with two dudes and a nest not with SNES podcast it's just kind of funny how that worked out
2: yeah well <laughs> right yeah yeah
1: besides because nowadays there is no beef. It's all like, you know, this is all, you know, this is all like virtual games. You can all look at it objectively, objectively, like, can see the good and the bad stuff on every system. So, but, yeah. But, um, yeah. So, um, I mentioned pricing earlier. Uh, this game is fairly uncommon. Uh, there are copies available uh, 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 There are copies available on eBay. The pricing, I think, is reasonable. It's more expensive. It's more expensive than usual because it is a role-playing game. A role-playing game, you tend to to hold their value like pretty well, but it's not as expensive as it would be if the game was like more popular, like more well known. I think, uh, based upon based upon games we looked at previously in this podcast. If have copies of the game of the game *Chrono currently, currently there for eBay, uh, forty one forty one copy have sold recently, uh, card only can range anywhere from seventeen fifty to thirty two dollars. This price include shipping.
0: Huh, uh, which for SNES, that's not terrible. No, it's so not bad. Yeah. Overinflated, most yeah, games uh, are. So, yep. Yeah.
1: CIB C- is thirty six t- 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 fifty. dollars for fifty dollars. Again, not bad. No. Um, and there was even sealed copy. A sealed copy of the game that sold recently for one hundred fifty dollars.
2: No, thank you.
1: But so um, yeah, this game has never gotten re released uh, as part of any of the collections. And like I said, it was only North America and Japan. The only power power you just power you just never saw it. Um, so the only way you can play the game is through emulation, like, about, like, you know, buying a cart. So, uh, is, is it worth 70 50 Ah, uh, that depends, that, that, yeah, that depends, like, you, that depends on how much of an actual RPG fan that you are, I think. Um, you know, if you, you know, if you are a fan, fan of those games, it, it's worth the price. Really, you really, you really don't need the manual to, the manual to figure, you figure things out. And it helps, but, you know, there are walkthroughs online, spoiler-free walkthroughs that they're, it also can tell you the critical manual information to help you out, so.
2: Yeah, I, I think I kind of agree with that. I don't know.
1: But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, um, um, do you have this copy? Uh, I'm sorry, Aaron, do you have this game? Like, I know you have some Super NES games. I, I just what you know you have? What?
0: No, I'm trying to recall. I don't think I ever owned it, to be honest. I think we just borrowed it. Uh, and okay. then I had, like, a SNES copier. I had a backup device at one right. point. I know I, I had it on there, on a diskette. Um, you ruined yes. it yourself. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I am. I had a ton of SNES games on diskettes. Like, I was loading up on Amiga Man. or something. I remember those. The first time <laughs> I Super wanted... Wildcard DX32 yep. is what I had. By late 90s, I remember those. Oh, wow. yeah. Wow. And so, I... Pretty sure I played it on there, but no, I've not owned this. I do have an SNES again. It's a different Super Nintendo, but I've only got a handful of titles. I can list them right now. I think I've got Mario Paint. I did have Chrono Trigger. Best game ever. I had to sell that. Uh, I had. uh, Oh, I have um, Ultima. uh, Ruins of Virtue. No, no, no. It was Ultima. That's Ultima Four, I think. No, uh, I think it was Ultima, mm-hmm. the the False Prophet, or Ultima... Oh, okay. No, no, no uh, it wasn't that. It was the it was the uh, Ruins of Virtue 2 that was a better game on Game Boy, actually. Uh, really? Yes, way. yeah. Yeah. No, I remember the
1: Game Boy Ultimate game, but like, you know, similar very the Super NES ones are just hit or miss.
0: Yeah, it's just the, the interface they use is just... I think they use Ultima 7's interface but it does not translate well to the SNES no <laughs>
1: uh, yeah well actually speaking about Mario Paint uh, just a uh, just a quick like you know like current, like current news thing uh, I saw today Hyperkin who I have a lot of respect for you know, makes like do very good stuff oh they're uh, making
2: that SNES mouse they're making a mouse yes like Super NES a you button mouse so nice.
1: um, that, sounds, that sounds pretty interesting
2: yeah, I'm interested because they're also making that, and I don't mean to get too modern here, but they're also making uh, the original Xbox controller for Xbox One. So oh, we'll see how the that. quality of the products oh, okay. come out. Yeah, well, I'm actually really interested in getting. How we
1: stuff gotten better recent years. They used to have a lot of crap stuff, but their stuff. Yeah. But you know. It's kind of like Mad Cats in that area, because Mad Cats used to be really crap for a long time, and then recently, they're, like recently their stuff's gotten much better, and I think it's kind of the same way.
2: And now they're making nothing. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, because they bank all their money like a rock band. Well, no, they're, 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 you didn't hear? They're bankrupt. Well, They're not a thing anymore.
1: That's why they're bankrupt.
2: Yeah, that's, that's basically it.
1: Uh, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, Hyper I have a lot of respect for, it. so I'm curious to see about this mouse. It's definitely a niche, uh, it's definitely product. We've, uh, we talked about the new, uh, I talked about this in the podcast. There's about maybe like 40 games that like, got released in Super NES during lifestyle, uh, or, sorry, during lifetime that's for the mouse. So, um, yeah. You know, one of the Genesis, the PlayStation had, like, but they're uh, mice, so... so, so yeah, PC's, I
2: think that's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's sad. So, at least it's not going forward. Man, uh,
1: But anyway. Yeah, so, uh, uh, thank you for making this game my attention, Aaron. I definitely um, I definitely never heard of it. Uh, I was a big fan of Unique stuff back in the day. I, I certainly enjoyed the company. I certainly enjoyed a lot of stuff they put out. I uh, enjoyed it for a lot of stuff they put out, like a Super Ass. Um, I still, I start for example, I start for example, still example, still grow like EVO a lot, so if I, if I the games, that was like a sequel, since, most yeah. people don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a okay. only...
0: to a game that's actually recently translated, so. Yeah. Wait, right. really? Yeah.
1: Oh, right. right. yeah, about that part, that's cool, I'll check that out now, but yeah, yeah, EVO yeah, has a problem. its problems, but has been sober, like fun, like fun to be game, for sure, so, um, yeah, so I definitely, um, yeah, there's a number, there's a number of Enix and Squaresoft games and whatnot that I've. That I felt through the crack for one reason or another for like, me, but you know, I really like loved the love the, the games the company had. Would I enjoy this back then? I don't know, because I don't do very well puzzle games and Zelda was a, Zelda pretty much about as tough as puzzles uh, that I got in games, but um, playing it now, uh, I certainly um, you know, I certainly I certainly I certainly don't regret my time with it. It was a fun rop. Uh, I'm glad I had that. I'm hoping that it has like emulation emulation walkthrough help, uh, sort of for sure because then it would have been much more frustrating. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely definitely you know, definitely very like fun unique game. It's certainly one of the things I love. Uh, certainly certainly one, one, one thing that one thing one one thing one thing you know, I love about doing this podcast. Uh, helping to find this, like uh, you know find like you know hidden title, So um, yeah,
2: it's always nice to find something I didn't know about. Yeah, much. Yeah. like...
1: Much like
0: Aaron does one of his own pod, uh, uh,
1: podcasts. I, I try. So. <laughs> I try. <laughs> well, why, don't we know. So why don't you tell us which podcast you currently do, Aaron?
0: Uh, so I am on Genesis Gems with Nick Stevens. And I also host... It's It's been a while now. We're trying to get a show out there. I also co-host Retro Obscura, currently with Daniel Tolan and Paul Stevenson, who does a show with George over on the Master System Masterpieces.
2: Yeah, and we covered uh, Road Rash recently. Oh,
0: nice. Yeah, we've covered uh, Road Rash 1 and 2 on Genesis Gems, so great, great games.
2: Yeah, it was yeah. actually a pretty good
0: port for the Master System. Along with, uh, I think Desert Strike was actually pretty decent on there as well.
2: I never played it.
0: Uh, it's worth checking out. Pretty we'll get to port it eventually,
2: I'm System. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, So uh, that's
0: those are my things. I am also a musician. Um, I write music for video games and also do chip tune and play piano. Excellent Uh, work
2: he does. Yes, appreciate
0: it. Uh, Yeah. So my uh, my artist name is Dya, just D Y A. The main projects I'm working on right now is um, I just put in some music for a video game coming out here pretty soon called The Bounty Deluxe. Which will be out on Steam pretty soon, and I've got uh, some music that's going to most likely be on a Sega Genesis compilation. It'll be released on a cartridge that people can buy pretty oh. soon. Here, uh, called YM 2017. YM standing for Yamaha, and uh, YM 2612 chip. Huh. Okay. So yeah, pretty excited about that. Hoping uh, it was that kind of a, awesome. a compilation, so it, it will be judged. But I'm pretty sure my song made it onto the compilation.
2: I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> uh, the,
0: the guy who ran it liked it quite a bit, so I think it'll make it
2: on. Did you did you, did you uh, grease any palms there? Or?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I grease all the palms. No, I <laughs> oh, okay.
2: I just Wait, say what about hey, me? here's my
0: music. Uh, George you're a very handsome fellow and um, no I, I don't have anything to grease your palms for right now
2: so <laughs> alright we'll talk about that later alright all
0: right. but I appreciate uh, I appreciate you guys having me on the show it's been a lot of fun and about a pretty unknown game I would also recommend always recommend the site but Hardcore Gaming 101 does have a, a neat little write up on Brain Lord and I think they've covered uh, Seven Oh, yeah, saga. I read about that. Well, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, but so... Saga, I don't I look at I, one I,
0: I definitely recommend checking out that website, if yeah. you wish.
1: Yeah. 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 and you can. Yeah, but I can definitely highly highly recommend like both the Aaron's podcasts. I can get some great stuff over there. Um, you know, like I have you know, I've discovered uh, i discovered quite a few very good games uh because of the Retro Obscura podcast. Like you know, like really like obscure. Uh especially, you know, it's it was doubly, doubly true now, but it's so be like twenty years ago. There's still a lot of hidden gems coming out that just never got the attention that they should have from arms or another. So, uh, uh, so it's the like, guys. So, so, so there's definitely some rig work over there. So appreciate um, it. And, uh, and, and, and Genesis Gems. I Genesis Gems. I admit. I, I admit. I'm behind in that podcast. Uh,
0: Same here. Oh, that's <laughs> no. okay. You you can
2: jump in wherever. Um, I do have It's the enjoyable, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> the story yeah. is different every episode. So. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't have a history, history, of course, like, uh, of course, of course, Genesis, that it, the Genesis, I Super NES. I, 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 really did, yeah, I I, have already, played play, play one, uh, back, uh, too much back when it was out, and you guys have covered, you guys have not covered yet some of my favorite games, uh, my favorite games, you know, like the system, but one of the, but one, one, one of the, one games definitely does get covered. out you know, I'll be first over there.
0: Awesome. But uh,
1: yeah, so um, as for this podcast, uh, we are available on the, both the Virtual Junkies and Throwback Networks. Uh, you know, two great uh, to, uh, networks where you can find a whole bunch of virtual-themed podcasts, both gaming and non gaming related And we're also available like, on iTunes. And uh, we also have a Facebook page where we, you're know, very welcome to uh, get your questions and comments. Uh, we, recently, we recently got some suggestions, like some games to cover, and George and I are going uh, to, to, to we're definitely gonna, like, look at some of those like, future episodes. Um, so, you know, like any feedback is very, it's like very, uh, they're, 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 they're very highly appreciated. Uh, if you want to, you can also email me directly at the SNES podcast at yahoo.com. George and I also do another podcast together, which is not family friendly, just a warning, um, <laughs> called, uh, called, called PlayStation Power, where we cover PS1 and PS2 games. Um, and what are we doing next, George? Playing another um, podcast?
2: We're we're gonna cover Okami on that podcast.
1: Very very interesting game. Like Aaron, have you played that
0: one?
2: Oh, it's one of my favorite PS2 games, and, and I have
1: the Wii game. version. Yeah,
0: it's a cool game, and the HD yeah. re-release is great. I've
1: heard that. Yeah, uh, I, um, I I definitely had to check that out on YouTube, uh, uh, you know, before we do the podcast. Uh, but I heard the remake was very good.
2: Yeah, yeah, I gotta get back to playing that. I really like how it is, but then apparently there's combat and i don't know <laughs> so we'll see right
1: <laughs> yeah and george also does masters of masterpieces like as aaron like mentioned earlier like which covers like you know second masterstone games um what other podcasts do you currently do george
2: uh none i'm okay. not going to talk about that other one it's okay. a super secret podcast for super secret people <laughs> I mean, I've, I've talked about it before It's it's nothing special Mostly we just do it for ourselves We don't, you know, I think we only have like Five listeners, it's whatever We just we just do it because we do it And we just basically Do it for fun, it gives us an excuse to To, to uh, Basically for Joe and I to talk to each other But if you're interested, it's the box Where we talk about whatever uh, if, if If you're Easily offended, please don't listen to it That's all I have to really say
1: <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Aaron. It's always great having you on the podcast. it's been a while, so uh, thank you very much for taking time on your busy, are you busy schedule uh, during uh, here tonight?
0: Thank you, thanks, thanks to you guys for having me on. I look forward to hearing more episodes of this show and the other projects you guys are involved with. Yeah, yeah. hey, thanks,
2: and <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's always it's always a blast to have you on. It's great talking to you. Definitely, I quite. So, well.
1: so coming up next, uh, we are continuing our guests, um, our guest Gracing us, uh, Gracing us uh, like this podcast. Um, somebody else who who is who like was who right neck and neck with Aaron for like uh, like for like most appearances in the podcast. I've uh, been doing this again for another for another episode that we kind of briefly talked about the last time he was on, but we kind of decided to it, it what. um, The the idea wasn't actually a bad one, so um, we're going to have Ferg again back in the podcast uh, to talk about, this time, um, game show translations on Super NES. Uh, There were three game show games that came on the system, uh, which, ironically enough, are still in the air today. Uh, Jeopardy, Wheel of Fortune, and Family Feud. So we're going to be talking about those uh, those other (laughs)
0: movies.
1: (laughs) <laughs> so we're even talking about like, those games, those games, like those conversions, conversion system. Um, Aaron, do you have any experience like those like three games?
0: Absolutely. Uh, the main memory, because Jeopardy for me was NES. Uh, SNES, though, Family Feud all the way. Yeah, it's a great uh, title. When I played the yeah. most on there, and just the cheesy banjo music. <laughs> uh, and the fact that you could pick from like Not a three stereotypical families well, so,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> the white family the black family and the Asian family those were your no the two white families I think there was like the blonde white family and the ginger white family <laughs> the
2: staples of the United States that's right we got it all
0: covered uh, but yeah it, it, it was a lot of fun and I've Played it even with people who aren't so much into video games. They oh, definitely, yeah, definitely like the view. Yep. Yeah. It's it's an easy enough game to pick up and play. Yep. Uh, and in fact, I just played it a few weeks ago. And so <laughs> it's it's not like the best game show game, but it holds up. Uh, you know, some of the questions are kind of dated, but that's just how it goes.
1: Right? Yeah. well we have to expect that.
2: That's I mean, your is, is trying yeah. to answer dated questions. Well, the oh, NES yeah. works because
1: the NES also has some. The NES also has some game show conversions for game shows and for like game for game that have long been off the air, like car sharks. <laughs> I
2: don't
0: even know what they have. Card sharks. I know um, we, card sharks on, uh, we had Card sharks actually on. We had car sharks on Apple II, actually.
1: Right. Well, um, I, I think it did. I'm pretty sure there was an NES port. Uh, uh, they baby's the, 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 the port. I know there was. I know it was name is Port uh, of the uh, 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 What was it called? Like, Windows Draw, the drawing game.
0: Yeah, I played right. it. It's so yeah, boring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: so uh, anticipation, though, but anticipation is a good game. I think, but I always like that.
0: Yeah, but. anticipation was a better game
1: right so anyway um uh, yeah so he will be joining us for the next episode um so and there's and there's more guest hosts planned after that uh planned after that bringing us again games we never heard of so uh stay tuned for that so um yeah Aaron, thank you again and uh we had, uh we should have you back at some point at some point later on uh to, to talk about our choice because uh brandish uh like also pretty interesting yeah absolutely just just to have more time to actually sink my teeth into it and not be kind of not trying to, try to play five years at once they were like podcast. So, oh but, man, uh, <laughs> <You> got <laughs> no. it. No. Oh, right.
2: well, thank you guys again. All right. Well, thank well, you again.
1: Yep, thank you again. Um, and uh, thank you, thank you again, everybody out there for listening to us again. We always appreciate it, um, and we will see you again soon. So, take care, all.
2: Goodbye.